1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by Go Live Festival. My guests today are Jack and Richie from Elodie, a beautifully heavy five-piece from Christchurch set to blow minds and possibly eardrums July 23rd at the Christchurch Town Hall. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Elodie on Plains FM 96.9. And a very good afternoon to two members of Elodie, Uh, it's uh, Jack and Richie. Any story behind the name? Not a good one. Um,
2: (laughs) Basically, uh, we we had uh, a bunch of other names, but everything that we had had already been taken, we'd Facebook search it or Google search it. What,
1: What were the other options? You guys were called
2: Null for a while. Null for a while, yes. Nice. Nice. Because I was reading a book and it talks about the concept of Aleph Null. And I was like, Aleph null is way too much of a mouthful, but null is quite a cool word. Yeah. But like there's a ma- like there's like thousands of bands called null. Null. No. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I Yeah. Well the thing is like, cause Aleph <laughs> null is like countable infinities. And I was like, uh it, it, it's cool thinking of music as like mining an infinite set of things that you could do. Yeah. Like apparently there are more so- possible songs. I can't remember what the parameters were, like in a three minute Um, time window there's more possible songs than there are atoms in the universe and i was like that's just amazing yeah because you think of the different amount of combinations of like sound waves and it's like yeah
1: i mean it's pretty close i think we just need a couple of minutes just to take on board that that whole concept. i got to live it. I left Noel. That's, that's good. Well, it could be your next album or something.
3: Every time Richie gets into these yarns, he legitimately freaks me out. Like, oh, oh, yeah. no. I actually <laughs> so did helped. some
2: research before I came here today because I'm like, I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of crazy stuff and that's like, good. i got to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. That's what right. I
1: look forward to the um, next amount of craziness. When did you guys uh, meet, musically at least?
3: Maybe three or four years ago when okay. I was... Um, I was doing sound for Stonehurst. Mm. Um, Elodie was on the bill, and this is before I joined the band. And then um, I met all these guys, and they played their set, and yeah. I was absolutely blown away. Mm. Um, it was music that I, I hear in my head. Yeah. And um, it was, I think it was since then I was pestering them, being you know, like, "When are you going to get a second guitarist? You know, yeah. I'll jump in, I'll jump yep. in." Um, yep. And yeah, the rest is history.
1: We all talk about the um, uh, musical breakdown, at least. Uh, so Richie. Would you call this a lead guitarist or just one of the guitarists?
2: Um, yeah, more of just a one of the guitarists.
3: Like I play all the lead lines. We end up bouncing around yep. a, lot yeah. times, eh? yeah. yep. a lot of times, eh? A lot of lead lines that you'll play, and then some songs that I'll play the lead lines and, you know, mix yeah. it up, keep it fresh.
1: <laughs> and who are we missing this evening? Who are the other uh, three members of the band?
3: Uh, so we're missing Dan, our singer, mm-hmm. uh, Troy, our yep. bassist, yep. and Steve, our drummer.
1: Okay. Have you got a first memory of music, Richie? For me, it's probably
2: sitting in the lounge and listening to like Led Zepp, yep. um, Jethro Tull, Cream, like those bands, my, my parents were big into them, being like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> Maybe I was like five, six
1: years old, something like that. Yeah, similar experience for you, Jeff?
3: Um, For me, it would have been uh, when I was probably about five or six. And I remember my older brother bringing home um, uh, Linkin Park and uh, Slipknot and... That sort of new, it was the new metal sort of uprising sort of thing, and um. Remember, that was the first time I really took notice of of music and wanted to play those albums over and over on repeat, and uh, of course I shared a a room with my brother and annoyed the hell out of him with it. (laughs) So uh, what was the
1: age difference at that point?
3: My brother was, he's six years older than me.
1: To someone who didn't discover, i.e. me, I guess heavier music until 13, 14 at least in those high school exploratory years I mean, five or six sounds young to be <laughs> headbanging
3: i think it was just i was going with what my teenage brother was into you know yep. and um yeah and a uh, kind of it kind of stuck with me um th- through of growing up in school and everything like that
1: is he musical
3: uh he loves music he yeah. comes to all of our gigs now okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually gave me my first guitar lesson um, oh wow okay um and then uh, he went away to the navy and then he came back and then i was like look what i can do on guitar and he was like okay no you're okay. way too good yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i'm not gonna do this okay. now
1: <laughs> um richie was it always guitar for you or was there something else
3: no um i first
2: picked up a guitar because my uncle bought me one But then, uh, when I got into high school, we're all like, oh, let's start a band. And we just kind of drew straws, and I ended up playing the bass. And I was actually a bassist until I was like 20. I think I dodged a bullet with that because all of my mates who were guitarists like got into the shredding and they yep. just spent hours. And I was like, yeah, I just skipped all of that. And When I got to the guitar, I was like, I'm not doing all that. It's a- <laughs> like, <laughs> all I, the- I, I want to compose songs rather than just be like really good at the instrument.
1: Yeah. Um, tell me about your early, early group musical um, experiences. So, uh, Jack, what's the first time you played in a um, played in a band?
3: Um, Would have been. An intermediate, Uh, I started doing drum lessons to begin with um, and figured out I'm not all that coordinated with my hands Mm. um, and then started playing bass. and we, we had a little bit of a school band um, together. We were called the Swarm of Dying Llamas because that's what my brother <laughs> said that we sounded like. So we just wore it like a badge. Um, and we, we were terrible. We had two drummers in the band. Amazing. <laughs> oh, you would think it would be amazing, but it was no, no King and stuff, man. It was <laughs> like we played, uh, a, <laughs> we played a cover of um, Seven Nation Army and oh. The Unforgiven. And, uh, oh, and by Metallica, and it was just absolutely horrible. I remember having to play in front of the whole school, and like, I, this is the looks on everybody's faces just being like, why do they have two drummers? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So,
1: where was the short of a guitar lesson from your brother at some point? Um, where was the musical instruction for the band at that point? Were you learning
3: independently? Um, it was directed by the music teacher at school. Yeah, I think he, he just wanted us to play the songs that he really liked. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So at that point, I wasn't even really a Metallica fan or yeah. or White Stripes fan, to be honest. Um, I like White Stripes now. Jack White's a bit of a crazy guy. Um,
1: yeah. uh, Richie, um, the band you talked about sort of drawing the the short straw, at least the, the long, low straw. Hmm. Um, what was that set up like? What were you called?
2: Uh, I think we were called Voices of the Fateless, but it was a, a real odd. Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, these names. Yeah, I mean we we're just like a really odd group of people. So, yeah. uh, and most of the time I think we were just having arguments about things. Like we, I think we wrote maybe two songs, and like we never learned any covers. We just, yeah, <laughs> as you do. Two
1: songs, ten arguments. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's ter- a great album.
2: The thing was, I was in terrible bands all the way up until I was like eighteen, and then yeah. uh, I, I worked with a, a really talented guitarist, uh, playing bass with him and uh, another drummer, and then we actually wrote songs that were like listenable I was like oh okay this is what it's like to be in a band mm-hmm. and actually do stuff that is cool and compelling
1: but so what were your influences
2: well I think at the time I was like really into tool I was really into um, Rage Against the Machine Metallica yeah yep. just that's though like I didn't get into heavy
3: music until I was yeah in yeah. high school
1: okay so we've got the early influences so how did your your music taste change Um,
3: (laughs) at all pretty much started listening to tool when i was like uh would have been like 10 yep and (laughs) i haven't stopped to be honest it's still
1: what's so (laughs) great about tool Um, everything
3: (laughs) i i like the way it's all presented and um the odd time signatures and um and just the general vibe that it puts out Mm. and um it's, it's actually not until, it been until about uh, pretty recently that I started like branching out and t- listening to Deftones yep. and um, now like Vola um, and uh, Carnival has been a really big one for me the last few years. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much since meeting these guys and they're like showing me the bands that they listen to and I'm like, whoa, this is like, there's there's other music apart from Tool. like.
1: Mm. It's very true. Some of the songs we are going to hear today, and you have mentioned, they do have a very similar vibe to the Lateralis kind yep. of era. Um, Richie, mm. um, what about you sort of from teenage sort of years?
2: It definitely got heavier. I got into like a lot of the metalcore and hardcore and like, yeah, there was just just heavier and heavier. And then... Uh, I started branching out, like I got into animals as leaders and okay. scale the summit, and kind of more guitar virtuoso sort of stuff, mm. and yeah, just really enjoyed that. And then sort of branched out from there into more jazzy stuff, and I don't know, like I, I, I kind of I kind of just like everything, yep. um, but I also like stuff that's really busy and complicated and you know i've struggled with that with the writing with the with with elodie is like i'm i've i've written lots of really out there stuff and now i'm just trying to
1: scale everything back cuz mm. you can't write lyrics over it <laughs> yeah. unfortunately but. no that is that is tough on that note the first track that we are going to play is by vola and i do believe because i am tremendously prepared today uh head mounted sideways 2021 release I'm thinking, what do we like about Vola?
3: I like the production techniques that they use. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on um, yeah. in the production, in this track in particular. Yeah. Um, lots of vocal processing and uh, ways how they sort of mix the guitars and synths together to create a, a great fat layer for the yeah. choruses.
1: Yeah. Selfridge.
2: Yeah, yeah I, think, I think for me it's that mix of really melodic uh, stuff with the really heavy... Because um, that's the balance we're trying to draw, uh, yep. and they're just a really modern sounding version of Tool. Yes, uh, I mean Tool to me sounds timeless, but uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of the bands that re- reference them now sound quite dated, like the early two thousand stuff. Mm. Whereas these guys, they sound modern there, in the low tuning, and they've got all the synthesizers in there as well, and it just sounds awesome. It's just a massive sound. It's very cool.
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Elodie on Plains FM 96.9 with Jack and Richie. Um, We're going to talk about first big gigs you got along to, ones that, I know, pounded your heart and made you all excited and things along those lines. Richie, start off with you. Um, First big gig Spice Girls.
2: Oh, it wasn't actually the Spice Girls, but it was like a, a, a covers band for them. But they oh, did, wow. they filled out the town hall. Oh, or, my God.
1: So a tribute not Yeah, a tribute that.
2: band. But it was amazing. Like at, at the time I was listening to, to the pop music and yep. uh, yeah, we all went as a family and I was just like, wow, this is so awesome. They had like dances and like it was just a huge sound. I was like, wow, this is this is incredible.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, Instead of the Spice Girls, at least what is another guilty pleasure potentially um, that Jack may have no idea of something that that you're into that you oh, dig? Justin
2: Timberlake, like he's he's actually yep. like a regular listen for me. Yep. Uh, Future Sex Love Yeah, yes. the sound is, yep. is, is just such a great album, yeah. and like I don't know, something about it. It just it just
3: it just rocks. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's hooky. It's, I can, yeah, I can totally see yeah. that. Sexy yeah. back. What a tune. <laughs> yeah, what oh, a no, tune. Right. Like yeah, can't get better than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what about your first experience?
3: Uh, my first uh, big gig I attended was actually Disturbed when they came to Christchurch uh, at the arena. Um, they
1: did a cover of Sounds of Silence? Was that, was that right or was that something else? They
3: did do that. Yeah. Um, but it was before they did that. Okay. Um, I stopped liking them after they did okay. that. Okay,
1: <laughs> when they sold out.
3: Yeah. Well, I think they'd probably sold out long before I even knew them. But um, but that was, <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going with the lines <laughs> of the song. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was um a POD and uh it was mind blowing for me. Um yep. I, I, I would have been a very young and probably like. Thirteen or something like that, mm. and my brother um, took me along to it, and it was like the first time that I'd felt like the kick drum actually like boom through my chest. Yep, and um, mm. fell in love with it. Eh? and I was like, yeah, I want to do that.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> by the by, what's have you got a guilty pleasure in terms of um, in terms of music? Something you don't want to tell the rest of the band about?
3: I am a massive fan of the Bee Gees. I love those harmonies. eh? yeah, uh, um, yep. Yeah. they're they're a guilty pleasure of me.
1: See, the big thing here is you've got solid songwriting and um, great production. If (laughs) L.A.D. was going to cover anything by the Bee Gees.
3: How deep is your love could go? (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: I wasn't even thinking you'd go there. That's brilliant.
3: Dan would be so good on that too. He would kill that. That that would be absolutely epic.
1: I'm I'm frightened just (laughs) thinking of it. If we can turn that round for Go Live Festival, that would be that
3: would be magic. (laughs) Not making any promises, but we'll we'll
1: have a look at it. (laughs) We sort of talked while the song was um, while that Volda song was playing about um, uh, train wrecks um, potentially on stage. Has it has anything ever been that bad?
2: Not since Jack joined. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think the 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 worst gig that we had I think was uh we played the Wonder Bar and I don't I don't I can't even remember why it was that bad. I think it was just kind of one of those gigs where nobody really felt like it went all that well. <sighs> and I think one of the songs fell apart as we were playing. I think it was one of the first shows that we played so it was a bit of a mess, but we, we sort of don't speak
3: of that anymore, yeah. But I mean,
2: we, we, yeah, I don't
3: think we've played any train wreck ones since I joined or anything. Eh? We,
2: we've definitely had some hiccups, but oh, yeah, I yeah. think on the whole, like we're all fairly experienced musicians at this
1: yeah. point in time, so yeah. Um, does the joy always come? When you get up on stage.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely addicted to it. Eh? After spending years behind a sound desk watching yep. um, big productions and, and bands get on stage, um, it was uh, there's actually why I got into audio, because I yep. wanted to get closer to that. And yeah. now being on these stages and stuff like that, it just oh, it really gets me going. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> like say. The heavy tiki tane. <laughs> um, have you had any sort of rough moments as the band, anything that you've had to overcome?
2: I think, I think the roughest moment has really been um, when we were trying to put together the EP because we had, uh, we contacted Tom Larkin and then we had six months essentially to write 30 songs and I think we had 10 at that stage and we'd spent two years coming up with those 10 and that that was just really tough trying to figure out how to speed up the process and really like push songs out and because uh, we hadn't, yeah, I don't know, it,
1: it just, yeah. Was that a request from him, or at least yeah, that yeah. side of the management? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so what he, happened?
2: I don't know. It was just trying to get things done. It was hard to get things done. I felt, and we'd have like we'd get stuck on a part of a song, and we'd just have lots of arguments and that sort of stuff. But I think we've come a long way. Like we had a band meeting last night, and just like putting things out there in the open, and just being like, "Look, this is how I feel about things, and how do we meet each other halfway?" Um, you know, because one, uh, one of the things that's really good about this band is like we're all quite mature people, so yeah. we, we're kind of rather than letting things fester we just try to work through whatever it is like because it really is a relationship like it's kind of we're just a family and we've, we've got our own dysfunctions and it's kind of just trying to work through those things and
1: at the other end of the scale uh, not the producers managers kind of side um what about the fan base um have you got folks that you know are turning up to every show Loving what you're
3: doing? Oh totally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Especially in Christchurch, we get a lot of support um, around here. It's uh, it's good. But then we're even sort of taken by surprise um, off our New Zealand tour this year that the reception of how people um, really embraced Um, You know, we, we weren't expecting there to be so many fans at all the shows that that there actually was. You know, mm. like the, um, especially Wellington, that was crazy. Yeah, eh? that was like, awesome. Like, that was, uh, I, I I just wasn't expecting it when we, we weren't even playing headlining, you know, and it was packed all the way to the back of the bar when we were playing our set and we were just like, where did these people come from?
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> It's so, it's so wild looking out And like seeing people Singing along to the songs It's like yeah.
3: I, didn't th- I didn't think anyone Knew who we were oh, That's yeah. great It's yeah. so cool um, like, yeah, I remember that And then I'm thinking yeah. to myself Like man I don't even know these lyrics <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> But it happens way more frequently Like
2: yeah it's, it's pretty cool But, uh, but like w- I think one of the coolest moments For me Was when we played uh, With the Ocean Collective We played with them In Galatos In Auckland Yep And uh, as we got up on stage This guy comes up to the front And he's like Oh I came here for you guys Because I've heard you I don't even know who these guys i'm like this is this is the ocean what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. but it was so it was so cool like i love those moments when people actually kind of like show their appreciation for the music because you know we're just we're just like in a in a cave somewhere working away <laughs> putting this thing together we're like i don't know if this is good but like i like it <laughs> yeah.
1: and people do like it yeah yeah okay um we're gonna move on to uh our second track and it's carnival a track called new day um what do we like about what do we like about this one
3: this is a, a, a epic um, sort of ballad that they do. I'm really attached to this song because um, our bassist Troy um, ate a whole bunch of special brownies one day and listened to it and cried. <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> on a On, a, on
4: oh. his hockey trip. <laughs> on a hockey trip. It's getting better away. and better.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hockey mates are like, what's wrong with you, Troy? <laughs> yeah. Just having a time, man. This is beautiful, man. <laughs> okay he's crack up we'll have to get him next time it's a shame he's sick <laughs>
0: how did they find me how did they know this misconception of fate i'm about to let go awake a new light i'm
1: is the Garden of Sound interview with Elodie on Plains FM 96.9.
2: Rock your winter with Go Live! Christchurch's Winter Music Festival Friday, July 22nd and Saturday 23rd at the Christchurch Town Hall. Over 18 artists live across two nights on five stages. Get your tickets now at premiere.tickertech.co.nz.
1: this is the gardener sound interview with elodie on plains fm 96.9 uh, at the end of the section we're going to hear your latest single from last year which is brew yep. um 2018 there was an album sin i guess what's your uh, recording experience what's your recording experience been like with a band because i'm sure you've all put down stuff well before elodie
3: I uh, studied audio, of um, course, and uh, "Witches Brew" was actually the first track that LED is self-produced, amazing. and recorded themselves. It's amazing. Um, so, every <laughs> everything was recorded in our jam room. Um,
1: yeah, where do you um, where do you jam?
3: Uh, it was in our old jam room uh, yep. over in Venture Place. Yep. So it was basically like a empty workshop yep. that we set up. a Whole bunch of guitar amps and um, drum kit. Yeah, um, I have my mic kit from. Doing live sound, so I set up all the mics on the drums, and we tracked it all in there, and um, produced produced it all as we were going, and uh, ran it all into a free version of Reaper, and okay, uh, um, then sent off the tracks to be mixed and mastered by Zoran Mendonca, Yeah, Uh, was an absolute wizard on the faders. um, That really sort of. brought it to life and um
1: uh, and what was the re- what's the reaction been like to um to witches brew at least
3: <laughs> it's been pretty positive eh? um uh, a lot of the people we've met along the way um on our journeys the last year and a bit um playing shows that they always say i oh, love that witch's brew track you know yeah. and uh yeah which is which is great so um,
1: <laughs> what is the what's the song about
2: well, that's more of a Dan question, uh, I think, because he, he was talking about how he was referencing uh, one of the Hannibal Lecter movies, uh, Red uh, Dragon. Red right? Dragon, mm-hmm. where, where, where um he's got like the glass in front of people's eyes, and he's talking about like a crowd of people, uh, look like watching the a crowd of people and seeing the, his reflection in the crowd. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the the thing is with with Dan, like, there's. It's kind of a dynamic where I'll write a song and I'll, I'll come up with uh, like an, an, a working title for it, and then I'll title it, send him the song, and then he'll just like interpret it in his own way. Okay. Um, so it's, he's a bit mysterious about with like what he's like. Sometimes it's quite obvious, and sometimes it's kind of just up to your interpretation. But um,
1: yeah. has there been any videos for you guys? It hasn't it? Eh? No,
2: no. Yeah. I, I've I've been wanting to do some animation, like Witches Brew. I was mm. going to do a big animated thing where there's like a witch character and there's all sorts of things and a giant octopus monster. But it's just <laughs> that's pretty it, cool. It Took a long time.
1: <laughs> um, but you do have a um a history career in um graphic design and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I I studied multimedia design and yeah, I've done um, work for video games and graphic design and all sorts of things. So, mm. it, but it's just it's it's quite hard to do like high production production stuff with yep. one man or just a couple yep. of people.
1: Yep.
3: So um but eventually will. Great having an in house artist in the band. I Absolutely can tell you that.
1: Yeah. What is um your favourite part of the song, Jack?
3: Definitely have to be the choruses. Yeah. Um the the choruses really sort of bring the, the song to life for me. It's really fun to play live. Um especially seeing people singing it back at us. It's um yeah. it's it's catchy. And yeah. Um, and the guitars are heavy as, and, yeah. I, and I love that. Yeah.
1: Richie, what about you?
2: Yeah, definitely the choruses. Uh, like, uh, I feel like that's my favorite chorus from Elodie. Like, it just, the the lyrics are really cool. They kind of, you, you can kind of capture what's in the song just by that. Mm. And just, like, real heavy riff. But playing live, the, end, the whole end section is just so much fun. Like, oh, yeah. the, the, the audience just goes, the crows crazy, and it's just, it's awesome. And it's easy enough to play so you can just move around heaps. So
1: this from Elodie is Witches Brew. And welcome back to Aliens Exposed on Planes FM 96.9. Richie, uh, your experience back in 2017, um, uh, just tell me, Port Hills from what I can recall um, and the bright lights?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I didn't quite know what was going on and I may have had a few substances in my system, but, you know, I I know what I saw
3: and it's definitely, it's all true.
1: Um, Was Richie changed, Jack?
3: Oh definitely. You know, he was he came back uh talking about you know they they were telling him all the secrets of our ending and and all, all of this crazy things and but you know, he forgot his pen, so obviously he didn't write any of it down and uh it was just all gibberish basically when he all, came back.
1: All you could make out was Aleph null. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um in all seriousness, and this is Garden of Sound, and we are talking to Elodie, a lot of the music has a very sort of fantastical feel to it very heavy Grimm's fairy tale kind of thing it's sort of hopeful but it's kind of dire catastrophic at the same time i mean is this is this you guys on a, on a day to day basis
2: i'm certainly quite pessimistic about things I, I feel like the music is very much catharsis about sure. you know the thoughts uh, that are going on like the, the the current song that we're working on is called eater which is referring to these eater robots that the darpa uh, You know, produced and basically that what they do is they uh, consume biomass. So they kind of they can be autonomous drones, uh, military drones that go on long-range missions and they can destroy living things and turn them into fuel and keep going. But um, how do how do we start resolving these? Because things just seem to be getting worse or
3: more out of control.
1: Um, Outside of music, what what is there in life for you, Jack?
3: Um, Well. (laughs) I'm a father, so I uh, I I love my child. Yep. And uh it's good. I love my wife. Yep. And uh um
1: And the rest is Elodie. The, the, the other ninety five percent Elodie.
3: Pretty much. <laughs> That's
1: really cool. What about what about you? We talked about sort of graphic design, aliens, DARPA, LFNL, um, and guitar. What else is outside for, for Richie?
3: Um,
2: mostly just guitar at the moment. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty full on into it, doing it, loving it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good thing to be doing.
1: We're just going to talk about Go Live Festival. Obviously, this is one of the heaviest rock festivals known to man, and you're probably the lightest band on the bill, (laughs) some may say. Or conversely, who are you playing with? What stage are you on?
3: I don't know if we're allowed to say what stage we're on. Um, I don't even know what
1: stage you're on.
3: (laughs) Uh, But we are on stage with... Emma Dilemma. Brilliant. And One Drop Nation.
1: Okay, so Emma's got some heavy things, a little bit of heaviness going on there. One Drop Nation, slightly more sort of subdued, uh, laid back. Do you think you're going to, you know,
3: blow the folks' socks off? Some of the crowd are probably not prepared for a Drop A tuning band. To, um,
1: Tell me about Drop A, because
3: I'm familiar with Drop D. Hmm. So it's like Drop D, yeah, except... Four steps, five, down, five, five steps down. Well, that
2: was actually a Tom Larkin thing. So we walked into the studio and he was just like, "We're going to take these songs and we're going to put them into Drop A." And we we're like, "Wow, oh, that's so heavy." <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. And and actually, by the time we're playing go live, we'll actually be playing seven string guitars as well. So okay. It's um. That's going to be a game changer as well, yeah. with a
2: few songs and drop
3: F sharp, which yeah. is like another three semitones lower than A. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> just, just, just gone. We, we might as well, yeah. well, well just be playing three bases. And, yeah. And, uh, See, yeah.
1: there we go, and two drums <laughs> yeah. and five sousaphones. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be magic. Post go live. Um, what what are the big what are the plans? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go?
3: Well, we're currently uh, working on our full length album at the moment. Um, do have a few more things in the in the works for later this year. Um, a rescheduled uh, tour date um, because uh, on our tour this year, the first leg of it, five of us in the touring party got COVID. So oh my god! <laughs> it was terrible. It's killer. Uh, come September, we'll going back up to do Napier yep. and New Plymouth. Yep. Um, Is there much of a scene up there? Well, I guess you're
1: touring, so hopefully. yeah.
3: Very surprising. Like, yeah. we don't go north all that much, but um, the times that we have, it's just yeah. it's booming. It, it's great to see, yeah. especially now that you know the, the pandemic's. Well, I want to say over, but you know, yeah. we're, we're open again, and people yep. want to come out to gigs again, and it's yeah. great to see. You know,
1: what about Kerry, Kerry? Does Dan want to go to Kerry, Kerry?
3: Hopefully, it's beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: such
2: a
3: cool part of the country. Yeah. yeah.
1: What about acoustic gigs for you guys? Has that ever been thought about? Uh, I just, I just want to soften you up somehow. We have
3: thought of acoustic renditions before, haven't we? Um, Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: I think we're going to do Witches Brew at some point. Yeah, I could
1: just see you in an orchard somewhere. Yeah,
3: still on the cards, but like you know, between that and the legitimately terrifying yarns that Richie has, um, we just kind of get nothing done. Okay, (laughs)
1: okay. That is that is very fair. Um, And then what? after the tour are there are there international aspirations what about a new album what's happening in that space
3: that's that's definitely on the cards, um, and um, we we did we actually do have fans in, in the international market. Yep. Um, we sold our first physical copy of our EP to a fan in Germany the other week. Excellent. Um, so that was a real good feeling actually getting to package that up and send it over there. And he's it's probably the only copy that's over in Germany at the yeah, moment. Yeah. We're we're planning all that sort of stuff for after we've got this album release all yep. sorted. Um, yep. We want to really. Um, Present a good production, and um, you know, bring a bit more of uh, our live show to to be more of a you know sort of theatrical sort of experience. Yep. You know, gotcha. um, <clears throat> yeah. But that's 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 definitely something that we're we're looking at doing.
1: That's super cool. Maybe a few collaborations with some some characters, which makes me think of a sometime in the. Ooh, 2000s or thereabouts early 2000s at the Westpac arena as I think it was back then or potentially it could have been Horncastle and a couple of circus performers dangling from the ceiling while one Maynard and three others uh, performed possibly I think it was the the lateralis tour Um, because we're about to play schism so why schism? It's just a banger. It's got to be one of yeah, the. Be- it's got to be one of the best songs of all time. It's just like you know, it's got the
3: dynamics. It's got the great vocal melodies. It's just, it's just so good. Yeah, like I mean, you show me a better bass tone. Yep, and I'll yep. tell you why you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it's got to be Duff McKagan, man.
4: It has to be Duff. No, oh. it's
3: all things aside, that that track is just. Um, that was that was mind blowing sort of first time listening to that Yeah. the yeah, the odd uh, measures of um, of the riff and it all linking up, and it's uh, it's great.
2: Yeah, Fantastic. they they they, they uh, sent a record into space. Uh, I think it was like the '80s or '90s, but I think we're going to have to recall that and then fire up Lateralis because oh, okay. like it's it's way better than what it was on there. <laughs>
3: yeah. People are going to be mad, but you know that's probably why the aliens haven't yeah, come here. they they probably like, found that record and they're like, "This is shit." Yeah, where's, man, where's, like, where's your odd meter? Where's your poly- where's Danny Carey? <laughs> yeah. Give us Danny Carey or nah? <laughs> um, they would be here in a heartbeat if yeah. they found that. Yeah. Oh, that is too well, much. Well, they they have been here, though, I, I tell you. <laughs> Indeed.
1: The Port Hills, 2017. Guys, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you at Go Live Festival. It will be the 23rd of July at Christchurch Town Hall. Tickets from Ticketek. Um, we're going to take you out today with one of your
3: favourite bands. Danny Carey's best drummer in the
1: world. This is Till with Schism. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound. You can find out more about LED and Go Live Festival at gardenofsound.nz. Until next time, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Ennohora.